I might claim that by the end of it. And he's candy. Um, I'm going to put my nerd glasses on. <laughs> um, yeah, so hold your applause till the end and uh, your tomatoes as well. <laughs> Luke, lock the door. <laughs> no one leaves. Um, yeah, so I just want to talk this morning. Uh, what Tiff was just talking about with her communion was probably more spot on than what I can get, but that intimacy with God is... Um, I won't hide behind this so I look scared is what I want to get at, um, but my heading's about eight lines long, so if you want to write it down, I've got being real with God and each other, or don't be a Romex, which I'll get to in a minute, that won't make sense, but <laughs> it will in a little while. Um, I got a picture, I was going to get Luke to put up, of how I felt when Alan asked me to preach yesterday afternoon. <laughs> no, that's not it, that's Whoopi Goldberg. The, r- <laughs> the real one is the next one. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was about five o'clock yesterday afternoon, running for the hills. But um, I managed to get a bit of spew come out of my head and uh, come up with something. So I'll get talking. Just forgive me that I'm going to have to read a fair bit. Um, it's like getting read to at a book reading, so that's, that's always fun. Um, so I don't know how many times Ruth would have asked me to go to the store and get a particular item, and I've come back with chocolate, diet, coke, and candy. Um, <laughs> I don't know what goes on in that shop, but I get there and the fluoro lights and the songs on the radio, I end up hanging onto the the trolley with my legs flying down the aisle, (laughs) knocking what I want in. So I usually get home and the most important thing that I was asked to get isn't in the trolley at all. Um, I get very distracted and um, later on I'm always looking for an excuse or a way to make it up to her. Um, It's pretty much the same thing I tend to do with God. He's given me a pretty simple task on earth just to talk to people. Um, and share his love with people and I seem to get sidetracked and then I've got to strive to get it right and well, I don't have to but I do and thank goodness he loves me <coughs> yeah so as mere humans we're constantly getting it wrong um, God's so good we're covered so it doesn't matter but my point is like doing the shopping I think too often we put our focus on what we want and we think inwardly and um, yeah if we just take that a bit of quiet time and just take a second to see what God actually wants. It's a pretty simple message he has for us. He, um, he just wants genuine love for him and each other. I've just got a few verses and I just want to throw these out to make it a bit more biblical than my shopping, my shopping tales. So the first one's Luke 10.27. He says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbour as yourself. So that's a little example of God's love. Another one is John fifteen twelve fourteen, where he says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you. And 1 John four 16, I'll just power through this one as well. It's a good five lines. Uh, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So it's pretty clear from this, God's all about love, um, and that's what he wants from us. But I think, like Tiff was saying, just to get that intimate connection with God and to let love come through in that way, uh, that what we're doing is real and thought about, that we're not just going through emotions with God. Um, So back to my title, we don't want to be like a Romex. Um, To explain this is going to involve a little tale about a man named Colin, which is Ruth's father. Um... So Colin was wandering the streets of Hong Kong one time. I um, don't know what he was doing over there anymore, but he didn't even know where he was. He's, he's a bit out there, Colin. 
and uh, he's wandering around. He sees a van pull up, and these guys call him into a dark alley. Some of this is a little bit incorrect, but the the gist of the story is true. Any, but most of it is true, actually. I'll just say that. That sounds terrible. He goes into this warehouse anyway. It's like an abandoned warehouse building, and um, he's up like three stories, and they've got watches hanging over their arms trying to sell him something. And um, Yeah, so Colin takes the bait, and he, he buys one of these watches off him. Um, anyway, next thing, the building's getting raided by, like, the SWAT, and um, um, Colin's like... He's pretty much like Mr Bean. He's just wandering around, and a door opens, so he goes in, and an elevator, he hops in and goes... He doesn't know what's going on, but um, lucky for him, he made it out on the street. Anyway, he looks down at his hand. He thought he bought a genuine Rolex. When he looked a little closer, it was a Romex. So uh, <laughs> it was a fugazi or a fake, as they like to say. So... Um, no doubt the watch in time has shown its true colours. It doesn't work anymore. It spins backwards. And, um, yeah, so like us, if we want God to use us for his good, we need to be genuine um, especially in our relationship with him. We've got to be genuine with him. Uh, there's no fooling him, and there's no uh, gain in fooling each other either. So, um, like, religious performance sort of stuff, whatever it might be, we just be ourselves, let God shine through us in the way he is, and um, yeah, there's no need to add extra strings and bows to it. <coughs> Um, yeah, I wrote this here, so I better do it. It's a good time for my disclaimer. I just wanted to make sure you know I'm not hitting you with this like I think it's for you. This is pretty much for me because I sat there last night. I was like, what on earth am I going to talk about? These people are smarter than me. So I was like, um, how do I outsmart? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted you to know this was stuff that I've battled with and stuff I'd struggle with. So I just thought I'll write that down, what I would need, and hopefully something in it might bounce out to you or whatever. Um, I feel like for me sometimes I get very distracted. We've heard about my shopping cart incidents. Um, and it, it, I just get distant from God sometimes. I get plenty of things going on in my life with hobbies and whatnot and it takes me away from having that time with him. So um, yeah, I just wanted to share something. I don't know, it might sound a bit weird, but it's a little picture I get sometimes, just how I feel in my life. And um, it's actually a picture that seems to hop in my mind from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And um, I'll take a bit of wisdom from Alan, not mention the movie. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, stuck in this, like, black, goopy liquid, and he's struggling to get out. He's a typical Arnie face. He's, you know, clawing for dear life. And, um, yeah, I feel like I need to break through this sometimes. It's like it'll come clear. I've got to get out of this. I feel like I'm in muck. And um, thankfully, God's always waiting. I did have a picture of Arnie in the muck, but it's not too important. No, can't do it. It looks like this. With Mark. <laughs> oh, okay. Never. Well, that's about what I feel like. I can't see a thing. Um, yeah, and I just I feel like I just got to break out of that. And um, usually, it's never me that makes the move. Unfortunately, to get out of these ruts, it's usually God will eventually have enough of my like waiting around or distractions, and He'll hit me with a line in a song or something pretty cool that'll just wake me up and remind me how much I've missed being close to him and um, make me want to get back into that with him. And I think he does that for us. He, he'll eventually give us a little nod or a, a bump just to get us back to, back aligned with him. Yeah, so I feel like it's a time for Christians to get real with God and each other. As a church, we need to see that we are new creations. We have a freedom and joy that the world needs to see. Um, there's that verse somewhere. I couldn't find it. So the world, we don't live in the world as the world does, something like that. Yeah, you better look it up for yourselves. <laughs> but yeah, we are, we're made special. When, when we accept God into our life, he puts a light inside us that we need to embrace and the world needs to see this. So, And it doesn't take any special you know, 
actions. It's just being us, being loving and um, letting people see that because it's really lacking in the world. Um, so when we ask God into our lives, I hope this makes sense. This may be a bit off track, but I, I wrote it down, so I'm going to go there. It's sort of like we're back to how uh, God made us to be, in a sense. In the, in the beginning, being Christian wasn't just another religion or group for humans to be a part of. <clears throat> it simply was just being human. Um, when Adam was made, there was no other religions or groups getting around. He was Christian, if you want to put a tag on it. So I was looking up Christian. You all would know this, but it means in Christ. So it was when sin came into the world, and this thought seems to have grown out humankind, that Christianity is just another religion or another group that humans want to belong to. And um, really, it's just accepting our maker and being back with him. So um, hopefully that wasn't off track, but I wrote that down and spewed it out. So what I'm trying to get across in that is that as humans, we can get distance and lose sight of God's ways. There was a bloke, um, I went up to that conference a few weeks ago, and there was a really cool bloke, his name was Jeff Woodward, and he said, you can choose your church's name, but you can't change its purpose. I thought that was really cool, just in the fact, you know, a lot of things in life are going to change. Humans are going to want to put their own mark and meddle with things. God's vision and God's plans don't change. And, um, you know, the church is the same. We've got to keep it the way it is. Um, so we're new creations and we're in Christ. We carry his light in us, so we don't have to sell anything to the world, um, as in great-looking buildings, mind-blowing music or anything. Thank goodness for that. God just wants the real us that loves him to share that love. I hope this isn't too full-on either, but I got this verse from Amos 5.21, and it says this. I got this out of the message as well, so it's sort of... I sometimes read the message, and um, this helps me understand a bit. I'm a bit... <laughs> a bit vague, but anyway, it says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I just went on. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Yeah, that's full on. <laughs> take that as you will. But um, clearly God isn't into religious ways. He wants us to be genuine. Um, what I, the main thing I really got out of that was, um, you know, I just love that God says he wants us to sing to him. Um, it shows he's a bit of a music nut. Um, you know, there's a verse, Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one who will save and he will rejoice over in gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. So it's just, it's just the aspects of God. He, you know, he loves that quiet, intimate time. At the same time, he's, he's shouting out over us, you know. Um, it reveals how much God loves us. Just covered that. Um, we were, after all, made to worship Him. I think when we are in worship, it can be easy to get lost in the whole singing songs mentality. But God's telling us the channel's open. It's you and Him. Uh, what an opportunity to show how much He means to us. I feel like while worshiping, it's a, it's that time where we're not looking to learn or fix things or whatever. Like even when we're reading the Bible, we're usually looking to to learn or get something from it in that worship time with God, whether it be singing or in your own time, whatever it is, you know, that channel's open between you and God just to have that quiet, intimate time and let him let Him just examine your heart and, and see that stuff. And You know, God was so tired of the religious culture. He sent Jesus to get rid of it once and for all. Um, and that was pretty much to make our performance, attention and pleasing all aim towards Jesus. See, at that time they were um, worshipping idols and whatnot, so Jesus became like a beacon for us to put all that love and attention onto um, and it stands the test of time. 
So that's something I guess I've been feeling lately, to really embrace what God has done in me and be aware of what I'm fueling. Am I going too quick? Am I flying? <laughs> Got to juice up some time. Um, we have the choice to fuel this new creation or our old self. Um, another thing, I, I really love this conference. <laughs> After what I just said, it's a worry, but it was pretty cool. Um, there was this bloke there, I forget his name. We all, all called him Jurgensen, so that's going to do. But uh, he said, God's always trying to untangle us from our past and clear a way for our future. And um, yeah, I like what he said in that because it's, it's not like our past ever disappears. You can't just block it out and say that never happened. It's the stuff that makes us who we are and it's, it's testimonies um, to share. But at the same time, God's just so interested in our future and where we're going. He wants to clear us from hanging on to it in a sense and become the new creation, embrace what we are now um, yeah, so for me personally, if I'm reading the Bible and pressing into others or spending time with God, rather than focusing on the things of life, most of the time, even work and the things, <coughs> those sorts of things become opportunities and I'm better equipped to deal with them. Um, I'm sure I probably come across as a more approachable person than my usual inward grumpy self. Um, wrote down the Great Depression, but I won't go there. <laughs> that wasn't the Great, that was my Great Depression. Um, God tells us we make him this, when we make him the center, he will fuel us. Um, I've got another verse to hit you with. This is probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Um, it's, it's, I better say it, Isaiah 40, 31. Um, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much just saying, you know, focus on God. He'll refuel you. It's like a, it's, he's promised that in that message there that um, he won't let us run out of steam for him if we just keep our focus on him. Um, so to eliminate this religious performance living, we need to live genuine, real, honest lives. Um, I don't know about you guys. I've wrote cough, cough, so I'm going to go with it. <coughs> Someone back me up. <laughs> um, I can get a bit off track, probably just did, when I lose reverence for who God is. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about here, the, the reverence for God. Um, I can really get consumed with my 1,000 hobbies. Um, Ruth will tell you I'm darting around like a, a fish in a bowl. I've, this week it's rollerblading and next week I'm, I'll be looking for something new to play with. <laughs> I've got too many hobbies, so I get really distracted in that. And um, it's sort of the, I was thinking of an analogy for that. I was like, if I didn't speak to Ruth all week and just blocked her out completely, I wouldn't have a clue what's going on in her life and our relationship would suffer a bit during that week. She's pretty good, though. She doesn't let me get away from her. Um, yeah, so I'd lose touch with her, and it's the same with God. We need to be in the constant relationship with him and just sharing our heart with him, uh, speak daily, throw our thoughts and ideas to him for answers, and just stay close to his presence. Um, yeah, this was a good one. Ruth was telling me a yarn about this woman. Uh, she got a house, paid to get the electricity connected, and yet the electricity company couldn't work out why she was barely using any power. Um, it turns out she'd only turned the power on long enough to go and find her candles, to go light the candles up and then flick it off again. So she's pretty tight on the pocket. But it actually sounds pretty smart, really. Um, my house is glowing. <laughs> Had a green radiation line around it. Could be casino as well. Um, yeah, there's a moral to this story, and that is... I guess the morals of the story is like the woman who had the power at her disposal but wasn't tapping into it. If we remove the presence of God from our lives, we remove his power in our lives. So basically, we need to keep tapping into him. Um, yeah. 
So I know for me personally, I, I went years where I really struggled. This is a long time ago, so don't judge me on it. Um, <laughs> probably do. And I was really just turning up to church most weeks because I felt bad if I didn't or I'd look bad to my friends there or whatever. But I was really struggling to, you know, scrap it together and get there for the right reasons. It was always a bit of a chore and I'd stay in bed that extra 20 minutes hoping that it, I wouldn't have time to get ready and Ruth's like, come on, <laughs> just wanted to sleep. But um, it's just where I was at the time. I was struggling and I was a Christian at this point but just seemed to go through a bit of a uh, post-Christian depression, I guess, where I was like... <laughs> struggling to get it together um i can't really pinpoint where where along the line i got lost and stopped pursuing god but um it, it's always hard to to find those moments when you're in it and um i still believed in god and i cried out to him when things got tough um and he usually answered me with in some way which shows how much he loves us and listens to us um he, he never stopped trying to wake me up to the point where one night i was driving home from work and it was getting pretty late. At that point, I was working like 70 hours a week for years on end, so I was pretty pretty wired. And um, obviously putting all my focus on surviving work and stupid stuff like that rather than pressing into God who would help me in those situations to find a bit of joy in it or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just wasn't there, and I couldn't seem to get myself out of just thinking of myself and trying to survive. So... Um, I was just going to tell a story. I've probably shared this with you, but it was pretty cool, so it's worth repeating. Um, yeah, so one night I was driving home, and um, I just had the radio in the background pretty quiet. And I've always had this unhealthy fascination with eagles. I've got one tattooed on my chest, and I've got a feather, and I don't even know it. I never knew what it was. was, I love eagles. And um, um, Yeah, anyway, I'm driving along. It's really late, but there was this massive cloud like straight in front of me. I was getting pretty close to casino. It's not really important in the story, but I've lost my place. And <laughs> there was this giant cloud, and it was dead set the shape of an eagle, like as clear as day. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Next thing on the radio, I heard these lyrics. It was like in the same moment. It said, hey there, Dan, do you see me now? Um, I didn't even know what the song is, but um, I thought, what a way to get my attention. Like, that's as abrupt and pinpoint as it can get. It wasn't subtle. It was him just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, so wake up and um, yeah, no, God is just desperate for real relationships with us and he'll go out of his way to you know, pull us out of a rut or whatever it is he knows when we're struggling and if it's a t- I'm sure there was, there was plenty of times when I was in the Great Depression as I call it <laughs> it's pretty over the top for what it was it's just a young guy struggling with work but um, there was plenty of times where God wasn't, you know waking me up in such a way but just comforting me through in just his, his gentle side and um you know i look back now that i'm out and i think holy smokes you know you see those little moments where he was always there and i'm just so thankful to him for that um yeah so i i don't have a whole lot i want to talk longer for you guys but you probably don't want me to but um i think to close i'll just say keep god close to you this week um be reminded how blessed we are to have god um He's so relational and loving that he'd be, he'd be our father, our brother and our closest friend. In the same breath, he'll also be marveled and in awe of and reverenced. Um, yeah, so I just want to encourage us. When, when we pray, and you probably all do, it's, this is, like I said, this is my thing, but sometimes I get shabby in it. And um, yeah, So when we pray, sh- show, him, show him your heart and he'll reveal his to us. Um, tell him your hurts and be real. 
Um, tell him what's bothering you. You know, cry out to him, scream out to him, whatever it takes. You know, if you need to get it off your chest, he wants to listen, and he knows how you're feeling anyway. So, get this stuff off and be real with him. Get that relationship. Um, ask him your needs and desires, and um, the other one is just when when, when you're worshiping him in your own time or here, whatever. Just don't lose that awe of who he is. Um, you know, he's just so amazing. He's I had this whole thing about you know him as a spirit and stuff, but I wasn't smart enough to put it into words. But it was pretty cool. I was going to steal it off a guy, but I didn't. That's plagiarism. I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, just be in awe of him for who he is. He's amazing. When you're singing your songs, sing them to him. Let him know that that's your time for him. And let him comfort you and keep that reverence for him. That's about all I've got, unfortunately. It's a short one, short and sweet. But um, I'll just pray for us and then give someone better than mic. Um, not better, smarter, whatever. Heavenly Father, you've got to keep me quiet. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord, for all you do for us. Um, we love you so much, God, and we just we want to just honour you and give you glory in everything we do, Father. You, you deserve it. You've brought us all here for a reason. You've looked after us in life through the hardest stuff we've been through, and um, you know how much humans struggle and get it wrong or just have bad stuff happen, Lord, but you just care so much, and you're there waiting for them to to look for you and you just want to give them that big hug and just pull them into you father and i pray lord that this week we just look to you we we want to worship you and glorify you in the things we do father love you amen